Hemshechayim Beis, Volume 1, Chapter 54, Page 96. So, in the last chapter, we're in the middle of this course, 14, I should add as well. Shaftim. In the last chapter, he began a discussion to understand the difference or the uniqueness or the quality of Eir Sof, I'm sorry, of uh, the Rotsen, of the Makif, the transcendent energy. He says, We have to first understand what is Eir Sof. And he established, number one, Eir Sof means not Eir Shel Sof. We're not talking about an energy of something that has no end. But we're talking about the energy itself has no end. And he established that by with two proofs. Number one, because if you're going to say that Eir is of Ein Sof, meaning of the source, the source is much greater than Ein Sof. It's not just has no end, it has no beginning. Because there are things that have no end but have a beginning. You're talking about Atzmos, the source, you're going to call them Ein Sof. It's not an acceptable uh, description. And he makes the case, shows how there are things that can have a beginning but no end, either one of two ways. Either because it reflects the source, and therefore it, 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 uh, it, uh, has, it, it has that quality of endlessness, meaning infinity, no limits, no parameters, which is air, actually. Or because the desire of God's rotsin, the will of God, is to have something that is, he infuses something that on its own may not be permanent, to have a certain element of permanence. It's for Shamayim, he spoke about the celestial bodies that are individually, they are chazakim kiyem baram. they're strong like the day they were created. So within the period that they exist, they have that element of permanence. And in creatures on earth, after the chet etzadas, after the tree of knowledge, it's kayom bemin. Our endurance, our permanence is in the species. Um, and he talks about that as well. Okay. So that, that, that's proof one. Proof number two is <clears throat> that ain't sof, the expression itself, not just that God, etzim, the essence, would be described, ain't chil is a more appropriate description. If you're going to describe it already, ain't sof suggests ain't sof is pashtuse, meaning when we say something is endless, it means it's in the category of being expressed. But this expression is, for, is endless expression. God, as he said, etzem enem ispashet. An etzem you can't even describe in a form of ein sof, like it's going on and on. It doesn't have to go anywhere. It is what it is. An etzem is a reality as a reality. So for these two reasons, we cannot say er ein sof means er of ein sof. So it says er of the etzem. And what is ein sof referring to? That the er itself is ein sof. Because it's me'en, it's similar to the source. As we explained, that it's not because we just said God is not defined by ein sof. But a reflection of it is going to have a type of endlessness because it does, God has ability to be endless, obviously. It's just not a description, an apt description to, come, to define him that way. So something that reflects from him has that element of the Ein Sof. That's first point. And to understand this, he went into discussion the second half of the chapter of the difference between Er and Shefa. Energy, Eir and Shefa are two forms of energy, or two forms of transmission. 
One is an Ur, which we'll get to. To understand Ur, he went into the discussion of what Shefa is. So Shefa, he described the following. Shefa means that something is being transmitted. Something of substance is being transmitted. And the point here, and they gave the examples of um, whether it's uh, the, the Hashpah of Tzedakah, or in physical the expression that used by Shefa Yomim, Shefa Yamim, Shifas Mayim, the flow or the transmission of water. So these are actual substance of one thing being transmitted. And this substance creates a Shinri in the source, meaning that because something is giving it to another, it has to create a source. If it's water coming from a source, there's some effect in the source. Whether it's a shinu or it's a chsarn, but the bottom line is, there's some change going on here. So in any type of hashpa, any type of transmission, you're having a change in the source. Okay. Same thing, keiches hanefesh. He gave the example for shefa and the faculties. The thro- throwing a stone. So there is a change. You're, you're investing your energy into causing the stone to throw. So you're both, from the perspective of the person who's the thrower, they have to invest that energy. While they're doing it, they can't do something else. It takes their strength. And it also creates a change in the, in the personality, not in the actual personality of the stone, but in the state of its state of being. It's now long resting on the ground. It's doing something opposite its nature. So there's an investment here. There's an involvement here. As we will see soon, Ur has, requires no hisaskus, no involvement. Here there's an involvement. Involvement meaning some investment. You have to do something. And you have to do something that has substance. And what you're doing also requires a type, an effort, basically. And then he explained the difference between Ilva Olul and Yeshmain. Cause and effect in Yeshmain. So in Ilva Olul, he said there's a form of Ilva Olul where there's just an automatic flow from the cause to effect without this effort. He gave the example of Meichan Amidus on its highest level. It has that element. So you have cause and effect where you don't have that type of involvement, but Yeshma'ayin, in order to create something, Yeshma'ayin requires involvement because you're talking about doing something that is unnatural. Something that is not naturally flowing from one to the other requires an effort. So Yeshma'ayin is, a, is not a Mederich Mela thing, he says, not an automatic thing. <clears throat> so even though it's not quite like throwing a stone it's not quite like um, like the like, uh, extension of water spreading of water flowing from one place to the other because here is a yesh and an ayin as he explains they're distant from one another but it's also not an automatic process and being that it's not an automatic process let me just finish and you'll ask me being it's not automatic means there's a hislapshus but he qualifies Islapshus means that the ayin has to in some way manifest in this in the yesh. The nothing, the, the force, the so-called invisible force of creation has to invest, has to do something to make the yesh. Just like when we throw a stone, you have to take the stone and throw it. So there's a type of there's something, there's some connection, a relationship. The only thing is, he says, it's a relationship that is not that is Because if it was Be'erich, as he says, if the nifl, if the if the effect, meaning the result, the creation would be, the, would, would be then it would be then the creation would be similar to the source. So the bottom line is, he says that's in a form of 
the expression they use is that you're never It's a form of einareich. So as opposed, for example, when you throw a stone, even though there is also a distance between you and the stone, as as we says, but the distance here is far greater. But nevertheless, there is a connection, but it's an invisible one. So the force that creates has a relationship and and with with the thing that it creates. And he said that's one of the wonders in Yeshmayin that even though it manifests in the Yesh. Nevertheless, it's in a way that is completely concealed, that the Yesh does not know how it came to be. It feels like it's here, it doesn't know how, how it came to be in its feelings. So the same thing is when you throw a stone, it's concealed in the stone, the Koyach, but there's a power there. Bottom line is all this is an example of Shefa. All this is an example where there's an investment of energy transmitted from one place to another. Yeah, yeah. That's the example he's giving. Yeah, yeah. That's godly creation. How do you know there's an investment of energy? That you know because that's what because you can't make a yesh and ayin automatically. If God's light just extends without any additional effort, it won't turn into a yesh. Depleting is not the the criteria for this. The criteria is whether you need to invest energy. The question that God doesn't get depleted, fine, because he doesn't, uh, he's not human. But the fact is that if the earth and would just flow without any effort, without anything, it would never turn into a world. A world requires an investment and requires an effort. Yeah, that is Hashem flowing natural would be Eirein Sof, without spheres, without anything. It would just be a flow of energy, without any definition or shape. As soon as there is, that means there's a Hisas, because what does it mean that God rested on Shabbos? Six days he didn't rest. It means that he went out of his own natural state and manifest in, in a Shabbos, he goes back to his natural state. It's not resting, he's tired. It's a, it's a question of... Anyway, he exa- that, That's really, that's, that's a great example. Yeah. So he listen, the example he's using here, uh, why he chose Yeshma'ayin, maybe we'll understand a little later, more details. Remember, he also described that there's two, there's two expressions, there's Nivru, things that are created automatically. From Havaya, it is like Bederech Memela. But from Elikim, Elikim like manifests, like Mamalakalama does manifest in the creation. In other words, Asar Mamoras, Yehi Oyer, Yehi Rakia. So there is a level, he says, Nivru. Where you just say it was, it came into being. When you say Bereshis bara lekim, it's an active th- effort that God brought. He's actively like a verb, not just a result of. So there is the level of he said that as well. Nivru. So that's not. Uh, so bottom line is it's all this is uh, okay. Then then he concludes in this chapter that in so all it's about relationships and transmission. So we're talking now about transmission of something of substance, which requires substance, which requires an investment, requires a commitment, requires an involvement. However, one the, and therefore creates some shinui in the thing that is some change in the transmitter. You, you, you keep going out of context here. He's using an example, Yashmaya. The example is of Shefa. Shefa creates a shinui when you take water from one place to another. Right. When a teacher applies himself to a student. You can't use Shefa for right? You could use. He's using it for Yeshma. Why does it make a change in the Shefa? Because it changes a change in Elikim. It makes a change. It affects 
Because it affects, oh. because Elohim has to man. As soon as something has to invest in oh. something, it, as, as a manifestation. We're not talking about Atmos now. We're talking as a manifestation that nothing has a has yeah. increase. You asked that question, but technically speaking, he's talking about Shefa. Shefa means some investment, and yes, an investment. There is a something. In other words, it's not like the sun shining. The sun can give light, and it makes no difference to the sun. What the light shines doesn't shine. Here, there makes a difference on a, on, on a level. Change, but not a loss. Well, a loss in the other levels of Shefa, yes. This, this I don't know. Maybe there is also. Maybe in Elohim there's also a loss. I'm not sure. You could say because it has to manifest energy in this place, it's not giving it elsewhere when you talk on that level. So there's very possible that there's also a diminishing. There's a symptom in the air. Remember, that's called a diminishing. If God has to, if the Elohim, which is the, the lower level, Elokus, the spheres, have to be diminished in order to go into containers... There's a, there's a diminishing. Don't call it a loss. Call it a diminishing. There's something happening to them. Errors that go into Kalim are not oblivious. They're not just there and makes no difference to them. They are. They have to fit themselves into the container just like the container has to fit itself to the air. I'm not talking about the word loss here. I'm going to start talking about that. But there there is there is, there is a shift. There is a change of situation. In other words, the errors, the energies in Bria are not like the energies in Atsilas. And the only difference is from our perspective. But bottom line is, see, now he goes to the, that finally, he says that Zrika, throwing something, is from the lowest of, of, of faculties. What means the lowest? Because it's using, it's only the, it's only the, you know, if you compare th- throwing a stone to the personality of a human being, we have far many more things. This is only our movement. And it comes in something that's completely separate outside of us. Throwing a stone. Whereas, for example, he says the work of the, the art, the skill of art or of drawing, anything that has some intelligence, there already you see more of a manifestation. The point being here is that even when you throw a stone, there is a type of transmission that you, you're investing some energy in the stone, but it's very, uh, it's not so obvious, and it's also very uh, distant, very hidden. Whereas, for example, you see someone drawing a, a piece of a painting, there you can see the investment a lot more. And more revealed, and he's more and he's more committed in a way. So you see it more in a you see more of him in there. When you throw a stone, you don't really see, as I said, who's throwing the stone. You see a piece of art, something that has artistic value. You can see that. And he gave the example. He said from the Magid that we see sometimes in the in the effect in the product, you can see the producer. Like the Magid was able to see that person. <clears throat> He says, and finally says, that this distinction is, it comes down to how coarse and how subtle is the thing that you're creating. The more coarse it is, the less revelation and the less islapsus, the less manifestation. When something is more refined, more subtle, there's more revelation of the force, the creator that's producing, the producer that's producing that. Okay. And in spirituality, that means something that when, uh, for example, in Atsilas, you're going to see more of revealed divine than in Brio or Yitzira because, because um, they're, they're, it's a more refined state. Therefore, it reveals more of the producer in it. On what? Uh, he uses the word Dak and Gas. 
which means literally more coarse, more refined, or more subtle. He doesn't use complex and simple. Um, obviously, if you see something that is a more requires more wisdom, like you know, a piece of art or music or a book. So clearly, because it's complexity, it's clear that that someone really, you know, someone let's say writes a line is much different than if you wrote a book. You know, a line. I mean, you could say that too. But he doesn't really use the word complex. He uses more uh, refinement or subtlety and coarseness. But it's all, it's, all, it's all correct. It's all correct. It's all different forms of so-called transmission. But the point is, all of them go in the category of Shefa. That's what's been established, Shefa. So now we go to chapter Nundal 54. And all this is to explain Oyr Einsof, which all that is to explain Makif and Pnimi. Transcendent energy and in contrast to imminent energy. Well, later we're going to learn about Ur, Chayesh, and Koyach, and then he's going to make the comparisons. Right now it's Ur and Shafa. I mean, Chesidus, there's discussions of Ur, Chayesh, and Koyach. The end of, cha- of volume one, there's the whole discussion between what's the difference in energy, Chayesh, life force, and Koyach, a power, a faculty. Obviously, Ur is always most connected. Chayesh is, le- is less, and Koyach is even less. A faculty, like you said before, faculties of the soul, as opposed to, let's say, Rotsen HaNefesh, but we're not talking about that. There's going to be plenty of discussion on that matter. Right now, he's just getting out into the world of Aaron Shefa, which is... Uh, okay, so now chapter 54. And we'll understand this even more. He's still in the middle of Shefa. From the Indian of the Islapshus... Manifestation, Kechus Aruchim. I think I shall elaborate a little more on what his lapsus is. I mean, the example that the example, the best example for hashpa generally is a teacher and a student. He said it many times earlier, teacher has to apply himself. Remember, we said that both from the teacher has to apply himself and the student has to receive. What chapter was that in? Yeah, chapter fifty. We talked about the training. Ulfana, where there's a training, where, man, where, where desire doesn't take any time, but kaychus take time. So hislapshus literally means when something dresses up in something else. But like when you dress up in the morning, it doesn't come automatically. You choose what garments, they have to fit you. It is a garment, it's not the essence of who you are, it's not your skeleton. But you're dressing and you, the garments are commensurate to the thing that is dressed in that garment. So islapshus is a word used in chassidus to explain when something is manifesting with a type of... like when, If I could say, the Rebbe was in the state of islapshus, means that he was involved. Wasn't oblivious, was not aloof, was not distant. So when you say something is islapshus, you mean that something is investing itself, it's immersing itself, it's committing to it. There's a uh, there's a uh, that type of manifestation. So Shefa has that in a in a very real way, obviously. So now he's saying that now. So he explained it so far with examples of throwing something. He's explained. Well, first I'm sorry. First he explained it with just simply like when you give someone charity. Uh, then he gave the example of water. 
Then he gave the example of throwing something, which is, in other words, he's moving along into like more subtle. Like when you like water flowing is a very physical example. Throwing something is already, what's the Islapshas there? But you see, he's moving his way up, the Rebbe Rashab, because he wants to show that Islapshas, manifesting yourself, committing, is not just in a physical way. There's also in, in, in the faculties of the person throwing something. Then he went even further and said the same thing is... Um, Lamaila, the difference between Elvaal and Yeshmaim. So even above, he gave an example of that type of Islapshus. So we have that Islapshus. Now he's going and saying, to understand this, to understand this even better, we can, we can understand it even better from the Islapshus of the Keiches Haruchnim, the, the so called ethereal faculties. Like in the manifestation, I use the word manifestation, Islapshus of the Seichel intelligence. In the power of movement. Like when a person throws something, which is coming from the movement. Throwing means you take your hand, you, 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 you grab an object, and you throw it. It's an example. He's using a simple, simple, maybe the simplest possible example because it just gives you an example in something that's not purely physical. Like we say, Shefa Yamim. Okay, water flows from here to here. It's a hashpa. Or I pour you some water, that's Shefa. But he, of course, wants to bring this not into a physical type of transmission. He wants to explain it in a more spiritual sense, more conceptual sense. So the same idea is that when you take a stone and throw it, you are, in a sense, you are transmitting something. What is this transmission? So he says, You have some Seichel there. There's some intelligence going on. You have to align yourself in your mind, in your thought, how to throw it? And that it should reach to the to the to the, to the designated destination. You want to throw something, so it's not just random. It's applying yourself. That's another word, application. Applying yourself to something. Which means that it should be a a mechuvenes a. a an organized, not really organized. In it should be a focused, a focused throwing. You're throwing it, how to throw it, as he says, and it should reach the right destination. So there's, so there's an intelligence here. Yes, as we said before, it's a minimal intelligence compared to uh, theoretical thinking. But, there, but, but, you need, but, but let's put it this way. Uh, without any type of intelligence, the throw will be a completely random or meaningless throw. We're not even talking about just recognizing it's a stone and so on. So there's some type of thought process that's going into this. Then he goes on a higher level. The same with the craft of of uh, drawing or art. For example, you have seichel there. There's intelligence. Now, these two comparisons and these two examples, you cannot compare how seichel manifests in drawing and how manifests in, 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 and applies itself into throwing. Being that throwing is the lowest power in movement, meaning, you know, it just you're just throwing something. You're not throwing. Almost anybody can throw. You don't even have to train somebody. It does not have within it that much revealed seichel. Remember the beginning of the, the end of last chapter 
which this is really just flowing from, is he said that that the Kreyachatzir, I'm sorry, the Kreyachatnuah, the throwing, throwing is the lowest of faculties because it is the most so-called coarse activity. So it doesn't need... Gasus. Right, Gasus. So you don't have revealed it, he said, ain't two things. It doesn't have revealed in it so much the, the power of the producer, of the source of the energy. And it's also not manifest, and also its manifestation is, is more concealed. So now he's saying here like this. Same thing. In other words, before he was talking in general, just the relationship between the person who's throwing or the person who's drawing and the thing that they're and the, and the and the activity or the production that they are producing. Now he's going and speaking about the seichel, how seichel how intelligence manifests in each of these. And this will explain it better. The idea of shefa will be understood more. And when we compare how much intelligence goes into throwing and how much intelligence goes into drawing, for example. So he says the first thing, being that is the lowest faculty within movement throwing, it doesn't have so much as galas haseichel. It doesn't, it doesn't, you cannot say it has no seichel because as he said, you have to know how to throw and to the place and, and, the, and the destination where you want it thrown. I, I don't think he's talking about a baseball pitcher because there is already an art there. And obviously, you know. But nevertheless, even that, would you compare that, let's say, to an artist that knows how to draw a painting? So this, I'm not saying there isn't a skill, you know. It's a different type of skill. But anyway... And then the second thing that he said, remember the two distinctions. One, that you don't have the revelation as much of Seichel, and also you don't have, it's not that internalized. In movement, it's not such an internalized sensation and feeling. In other words, um, well, I think it's self-understood what I just said, what he just said. So you're throwing, there's an intelligence there. But number one, it's not that much, not much, so much revelation of intelligence. Best proof is that, you know, you can't, for example, the difference between a smart person throwing a stone and a not such a smart person is not going to be recognizable. And the second thing is, and the, and the movement does not require a type of, like almost from the perspective of the, of the mover, not the mover, of the hand that's doing the throwing, it's not such a hergish primi. And therefore, it's proving this now. Once he establishes a routine, he gets used to and establishes a habit, how to throw, he doesn't even need to then think about it that much. He doesn't need it becomes almost like reflexive, automatic. Right, exactly. But not completely. It doesn't have to be mechaven. It doesn't have to align himself. Focus how to throw. Even then, when he's doing it almost automatically, almost routinely would be the right word. Even there, there's some same seichel. But it's essentially concealed. It's fundamentally concealed. You know, so there's a minimal amount of intelligence simply to make it happen. But it's fundamentally concealed. Well, you say the word the intelligence concealed, but yeah. the effects of it would be great. For example, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Very used to painting real fast that he could do a gorgeous thing. Well, let's let's talk about throwing now because he's going to go to art. Yeah, no, we're not talking about the product being great. That's not the issue. Player who does it so often. He's talking now the seichel that is uh, that's uh, that's required to be invested in it. Let's put it this way. Like in other words, he can almost do it in his sleep. But a minute ago, you were just mentioning the proof of the results. The results always can't you always can't tell how much the seichel invests in it by 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 what an observer sees as the results. But you know, for example, a guy who's investing in, in, in learning something, you can't tell whether he accomplished anything, even though he accomplished profound things, because there's nothing that necessarily shows to be an observer. But sometimes a guy struggles with this and that, and he gets that, and, and he doesn't accomplish anything. The guy who watches him thinks he accomplished a lot. So you, you just never know. Whether, you know. Fine. You but regardless, know. the point here is that there, he, what, he's, what he's trying to do is explain the levels of application and and how much of, of the of the producer is invested in what he's producing. So we, we established that there is some investment, even in the lowest form of, which is just a plain throw. You know, a plain throw is like almost the most menial type of action that a person will do. Right. Because he's just he's throwing a stone. Or passively listening to a radio is like a minimal, minimal thing usually. But, he, but he's not using that example for a reason, because he wants to produce something. He wants to not, he doesn't want a passive, he wants a, a, an aggressive, uh, an act. Because it's important here that there be an act in this this shefa. Because shefa means some form of transmission. Just minimal act. Okay, but this is the example he's using. So there, in the minimal form of it, which is of course minimal, there is some seichel. When you train yourself, the seichel becomes even more concealed. But like he says, but there's still something there. Fine. Oba malecha Now he's going in a, in a more a, a more invested, a more applied, in the skill of the craft of drawing of artistry. There you have more manifestation and more revelation of seichel. And also on the second end, and it's also more, you feel it more internalized, you feel it more. It's felt more. Whereas, as I said, like by the stone, it's not. By the throwing of the stone. It's like, let me just... No, I don't think necessarily the observer. It could be... In the act itself, it's felt. I don't know if he's talking about an observer necessarily. Also, the the the, the, the end product maybe. One second, I want to just see something. In his gals was a kolkach. A niful dover gas in his gals was a kolkach. It could be both. Like he said, he said before, the Magid was able to see in the in a vessel in a product. He was able to see the the personality, the type of person who produced it. And he said that's more possible than by throwing something, because there's more revealed connection between the producer and the product. So there he was talking about the observer. But here, it's, here it's, I think it's also in the actual act itself. The actual act itself, number one, as he said, it's more revealed the seichel, and it's also in a more internalized way. Um, that's by tzir. And every time you draw something, every time you need to have an applied intelligence. More 
In other words, even that you mentioned, even if the artist is now a master and has learned the routine, he makes two different paintings. It's not the equivalent of someone who's just routinely throwing a stone and just, you know, learns, could almost do it reflexively. So relatively speaking, of course, an, an expert is going gonna, it's, it's gonna to look like less, less effort. But the fact is... There's more, there's, but but the, the, I'm a writer. I've been writing for 30 years. Every article is the same struggle like the first I've ever written. Really? Yes. So I am so, same difficulty. The only thing is I know I can do it, and I know the skills to do it. But the frustration, for example, involved in getting the idea clear. It's not, it's, it's, nothing changed. And I remember someone telling this to me 30 years ago. And I also have expressions now, but sometimes I can sit now and, and eight hours and, and nothing will come out. Because it's not working. Either, no, either that or because, well, you know, it's not so clear. The bottom line is there's an effort. There's no question about it. You know, uh, anyone that has effortless art that's coming effortless, I doubt that it's. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm also, I'm not. I'm not talking about tricking it. Where I take the same article and I just. Blah, 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 yeah, that, these Chinese uh, artists like they do nine brush strokes, gorgeous paintings. And I knew this woman. I didn't say again. You're talking exceptions. seconds. First of all, we're not talking about the amount of time. So, so they know how to apply themselves quickly. That's number one. Firstly, you give me examples, but but take the biggest artists. You're telling me that they put the same effort, the, the less effort in the, to Rembrandt, two different Rembrandts. Hours, hours of work in each one of them. Every author. It's, it's, it's not because they, they, they're, they're not capable. It's because they want to invest. They're, they're conveying a new message. You know? If that's the case, why would the Rebbe, the Rebbe sweat every time they spoke? You know, they, they, it's automatic. Then they just say Torah. Because it's, it's, it's a real investment. My point is, we're not talking now how good you are. Obviously... Someone like us who's not trained to do something is going to take us far along and we won't even get there. Someone who's trained can, and just has the technique. I have, the, I have certain tricks of the trade, technique. But every Fabrengen listening to Fabrengen didn't make it easier. I just knew how to do it. I had the confidence. It's like running a marathon. You tell me a runner who's run a marathon and won, the next time he's going, to have to, he's going to have to condition himself and he's going to have to drink and he's going to have to run with that same energy. The only thing is he has the confidence that he can do it, which is a major source of uh, success. The point of the matter is, however you twist and turn it, there is, he says here, there's every time you need to have Islam Shasasechu. Okay, fine. So now, what we've, what we've established here that he's added here to the picture is, before he was just talking about, you throw something, you draw something. So clearly, one is more uh, applied than the other. Here he brought the seichel into the picture, just to make it a little clearer. He said, So now he's going, after concluding, remember the, the Semshuk was written without chapters initially. So the Vyuvan Zayesa was a direct flow from the previous chapter. So I, I would say now, now, becomes now he's going now to above. I think he's finished the mushals, he's finished the examples, Mishalim, and he's now moving to how it is his source. So let's see. And often... When we see the nimshal, how he explains it, we'll understand why he used these examples and all the details of it. Vaduk l'mayla, the example for this above, is kideisa b'sefer yihaboyer. Like it says in Sefer Haboyer. Sefer Haboyer is one of the original texts, Kabbalistic texts. Arya Kaplan actually wrote a good translation of it. And it's like, it's equivalent, it's a similar time like the Zohar. And actually means similar word. Bahir means illuminating. Zohar means splendor. Also, Bahir means behirus. 
So it comes from that word. A lot of the books, the, a lot of the Kabbalistic works have the word Oyer in it. Boyer, Zohar, Zohar. Akana wrote that one too. Yeah. They say, Yeah. He writes, he writes in his introduction, Kaplan, the different uh, opinions. But it's, 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 a, it's a book quoted in Chassidus in many places. Um, one of the classics from Sefer Abor is the one about Avram Avinu. That after Avram was born, Chesed of Atzillus said to Hashem, what do you need me for? And he's doing the job. Uh, but Sefer Abor has different places in Chassidus. So what does it say there? He took Tzoreiros is uh, huh? Tzoreiros are, are particles, really, huh? Or maybe Tzoreiros uh, from the word sur. I think Tzoreiros means like 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 a, um, what's the word I want to use? Little uh, bundles. Um, is sometimes also like rags. Uh, I have to look up the exact translation. Not Tzoreiros. He took pieces, he took particles, he took maybe even stone, the pebbles or something like that. Um, but I think Tzreiris sometimes means like when you tear up, let's say, a garment and you have like a shred, you know, like pieces. I think Tzreiris is also from the word pieces. The Zarkon, he threw them and from them became earth. For Yudu'ah, it's known, it's known that this is the Kechagvul. Well, what does it mean? It's obviously a marshal. This is the kechagvul. This is the power of the the, the of the defined within einsof. Shebab b'chinsi slapshus ba'elmas that manifests applies itself slapshus, not makif. Manifests within elmas within the world. Rakshu behelam. Only thing is it's concealed. And I think I, I need to add this again. When God created the universe, and we've talked about this in many places in Chassidus, the save of kalaman and the memala kalam. Save of Kalman is the desire to create. It's an energy that's necessary. Without that, you don't have existence. It will bring the yesh into being. But God didn't want to just create from a distance. He wanted actually to have specifics. So he said, Yehi Eir, which is an application. He said the word Eir. Let there be light. Let there be a rekia, a, a, a firmament. Yidesha, let there be vegetation. That there be celestial bodies. These are all specific words that have specific function. This is rooted in the Kaya Chagvul. Very similar to what we discussed earlier about Esosphere Sagnuzis. But there, I think he's talking about Eir. This may be the Kalim, Rishimu. But regardless, it is a specific. So God manifested himself. So we don't have a relationship just with God's will that he wants the world. There's also a connection to the Eir in the world, to the Raki in the world. That's why he says in Shayyach and Vamuna, Everything, every second is renewed anew from the ten Maimaris. He said, what about, there's only ten, ten expressions. But they break down to the letters of Hebrew have Tzirufim, different combinations, Gematrius, Chilufim, Tmuris, how these letters. So even the word Evan, for example, Evan, you're not going to find the Torah that God said, let there be a stone. But Evan is a, a, is a subcategory of one of the ten just like the ten spheres, we have more than ten objects in the universe. But they're all made up of the same DNA, the same ten building blocks. It's just different configurations. So we have those configurations as a divine energy that's very much tailored and defined by existence to fit into existence. So this is called Hislapshus. 
So it's exactly what I said before. Six days God created the world, then the seventh day he rested. What, he was tired? No. Six days he manifested himself in a very specific structure that he wanted to have. And Shabbos, he goes back to his more so-called, if you want to call it natural place, I don't call it natural place, but not that particular investment in it right now. So the same thing we do. Six days we're immersed in the structure of our existence. And on Shabbos, we go back to the so-called more, the Bligvul, if you want to, the Ur. So that's from the Chetzenius and so on, but it's not with the same. Uh, it's also what the focus is. There it's being it's like almost then it's like almost like that's maybe made the routine. That's he's doing it by routine. Six days it's within a more of a, you know. And the Gemara Chigiga it says. With ten things, in ten things, with ten things, God created the world. With wisdom, with with understanding, with knowledge, with power, begaro means. Like you, like almost incitement. Uh, what? Is Gara sculpting? I don't think so. Gara sounds to me more intensity. I'm not sure. The ten things are all, in a way, they come into his lapsus, manifest. And there are many different levels within the creatures. Even though the general creation coming into being is from these ten things. Nevertheless, there are creatures. Their primary primary life source is Chabad. The first three things. And there are those that their primary is Hamidus. Yeah, is more like... Um, Intensity. Sometimes, like, that's what I think it means. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe sculpting. I'd have to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Gaira sometimes means giur means. No, that's a different word. I was thinking of more like, uh, when, not when you shout at someone, but when you. Scold. It is like. Like provoke in a way. I'm not. Okay, I'll look it up. So when it says in the, in the Gemara that ten things, it means in general everything comes from that. But there's differences where some creatures primarily get from Chachma Bina Das, from the first three Chachma Tfuna and Das, and from some from Midas, which is Kech and Gaira. And according to this. Meaning, according to the way they, what they relate to is the difference in how much the Islapsus and Tfisa happens. How much manifestation and, and Tfisa and containment is taking place. Remember, he's using this now to explain. We just spoke about the difference, for example, throwing something and the, the, the skill, the craft of artistry, of art. So he's giving now example, he's applying that, now how it's Lamaila. Lamaila also the same thing. Everything was created by, with these ten things. 
But there's a different level of involvement and commitment depending on what it is. Like, for example, Chabad is clearly those creations, creations, those creatures that Chabad is their primary source have more of a commitment from Chabad there, like art. The creatures in the universe that are more familiar have a different type of commitment. That's what he's saying. Meaning, based on their particular function, one relating more to Chabad, one relating more to Midas. He didn't give any examples yet. That will make the distinction between how much energy of the divine energy is manifesting. So let's say uh, the areas of life, I'm just giving an example, the areas of life that are connected, let's say science. For example, the wisdom of Chochmah Satchuna, the Chochmah of astrology. So God created the, created the celestial bodies, meaning the sun, the moon, the earth, the planets, the solar systems, and so on, with a wisdom. There's no question that is like art. So there you have a manifestation of the divine energy that manifests. We're talking about the one that manifests, the slapshus, of the same equivalent of like how much we, and an artist invests in making a piece of art. Then there are things God created, let's say for argument's sake, and, and, and I, 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 I want to be careful because I don't want to say a stone. A stone has equally wisdom. If you think of a stone and you dissect it, it's full of subatomic particles. But for argument's sake, let's just say a stone simply because on an obvious level it doesn't have the magnificence of, let's say, a sunset or the seas and the, and the solar system. So just, just to say a plain stone. So there it's less revealed. Not that there isn't in it the wisdom, but he's basically saying there's a difference. In other words, the revelation is both from the perspective of the producer, or the pearl is the pearl means the one who's causing the effect. and in the effect itself, in the object of the effect. Like we spoke before, the two differences. That's why I was careful not to say the observer, because I think he really means not the observer. He really means the, from the perspective of the one that's doing it. So the one that throws, like he said, the bottom of page ninety-five. Remember, he said that God, the two things that he has zayrik nitfiz bazrika the one. Who throws? He said. He You need a manifestation both from the one who throws and the and, and from the and the, from the thing that's being thrown. The thrower has to apply himself and 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 to throw it, and it won't happen on its own. And when he throws it, he can't do something else. So he's invested. He's in, in somewhat applied to himself. And also, and also the effect that it has on the stone, it's also because it's doing something to the stone that wasn't done before. So for example, if you looked at a stone and just looked at it, you may observing it would take effort because you're studying it. But the stone, there's no effort on the stone's part because the stone is just being, is, is a passive, uh, is a passive uh, object that you're watching. But you want to throw a stone, the process of throwing the stone itself not that the stone is involved in the throwing, but the stone itself, there's, there's a type of islapsus going on because something's happening to it. Meaning there's something happening to it. It's not just a, a passive situation. So now he's applying the same two things here. So, so in, this, in the differences in relationship between creations and their creative force depends on what they are. There's a difference of how much islapsus there is from the perspective of the poil, the one who's Causing it, and the and from the perspective of the, what's what's being caused. The object. Right. And it's explained elsewhere an example on this. Example for this. Like someone who commands another person, 
who orders another person, or mitzvah means yes, he he um, instructs another person to do something. How does he instruct him? It's with the voice and with words. He says something to him. He gives him a command. Or when a person speaks words of love or words of intelligence. That too is with a voice and, and, and words. And speech. Voice and speech. And they're not similar at all one to another. When the, when the, with, with, in a command or an order, the mashpia, the transmitter, the one who's doing the ordering, is not applied himself with his faculties as much. And also the recipient, the one who's hearing the order, is not committing and applying himself that much, only to hear the command. It's basically like he said a little earlier with Rotson, it's like an order. So you have a, an authority ordering you to do something, or commanding you, or, or, or instructing you. Both the one who's commanding and the one who's listening, both are not completely, they don't have to apply all their faculties there. However, the person speaks loving words. The one who's communicating, the transmitter of these words, is applied, is committed, is nitfus is invested, is more involved in it with his feelings that come in a revealed way, because he's speaking love. Love requires more of you, so to speak. The other thing is more of an order. Not to say that there isn't a process and there's a reason he's ordering, but the investment is different, which is when, when you really love somebody or when they're upset at you, you know you spend time. You know that. And if you're a general commanding the, the, the legions and you, and you have an involved or, or So you don't understand the distinction? You're saying that no, the I same thing? In other words, when you say one person speaking to their beloved, someone's just speaking to a beloved, you don't see the difference between someone who's giving a command? It's not always like that. That's Again, so who says always? It's an example or not an example? He's giving an example. example. You're looking no, for an exception? No, okay, Everyone would understand that someone who's speaking with their beloved one is more in, in it than an order or a person listening. The bottom line is, it's not a question of intention. The question is how much of energy he has to invest. To give a command, as he said, the words the word that the Rebbe Rashab says, these are the exact words. Getting a cup of coffee is like a very easy command. Okay, okay, exactly. He says, He says, The transmitter is not invested with his faculties doesn't mean he doesn't care about his command. He does not have to invest and apply his faculties as much as someone who wants to convey love. It's very, very clear difference. You're talking about a very functional difference. We're not talking about the importance of the command. If he says, go out there and, and win the war. We're talking about the investment of the person's emotions and feelings in it. You don't see a distinction? You want, you, you, can you give me a, an example of a distinction? Or, or everything is equal to you? Every time two people com- every time two people communicate, it's always equal to you. No, but you can, I, I, I'm asking you a question. You can very, very easily say, "Love you, honey," and walk out. And that's and that's not love. That's not love. That's what he'll say. That's that's mechanical. And and you know something, you won't say that if the person you love is upset at you, because then it's really dismissive. So you tell, can you give me an example of two types of communication where one there's more investment and one there's less, or for you it's all equal? I'm asking you a question. 
but I think it could be an okay, I, I just asked you, is there such a distinction? Sure, but it's not, not... What do you mean, but? Why is there a but? Why? I don't think it's in the type of things. I think in any type of a situation, sometimes you can be more vested than, than others. So whatever example... Let's say, this example works completely. I understand this example. You don't like this example? It's fine. But 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 you understand that there's a situation sure. where there can be... Right. So 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 fine. you find an example works for you. This example the Rebbe Shab is giving... I, I see it being an excellent thing. I think it's maybe the best example possible because there's no better example than committing to someone that you love. There are people who speak, for example, you speak to a stranger and they say, you give me a cup of coffee, you give them a cup of coffee. Can you compare that to a person who loves someone and is spending hours and hours talking to the person they love? Okay, it's not even the same quality. Why, why, that's, that, that's a major distinction. You give me a scenario where a person who loves someone is, is being mechanical and not really expressing love, then, then you're talking about a person who's not really invested. Maybe they're not so loving. Who knows? He's not talking about here, he's talking about the, the act. There's two acts here. One person is giving a command and order. His, his faculties are not necessarily so invested in it. Now, they're not invested in it in that way. Most importantly, involvement. Involvement in it. A, a simple example would be, if you're speaking to someone you love, in a loving way. We're not talking about some mechanical by rote thing. The way one who loves somebody should speak to someone they love. You can't be doing anything else at that time. You can't be texting. You can't be doing anything else. If you do it, it's a compromise of your communication. Whereas if you're giving an order, go, go, go bring me a coffee, you can do a thousand things afterwards. First of all, it's not an insult. Secondly, you're not in that, you're not, you, know, you, you can move right on to something else. You give me an example, a command of a general when the whole war is at stake, yeah, you gave me one scenario, but there are many commands that I just said. Like I said, bring me a coffee. Whereas, if it's uh, if it's a loving communication, it's a whole different type of uh, involvement and application. That's what he's basically saying. Remember, when it comes to examples anywhere, especially in Chizis, every example is exactly that. It's an example. Your question, you can ask a question, you could say this example doesn't work. But to say there's an exception to the example... Every example that you can destroy. Every you know, Richard Feynman, when he gave examples, one second, because because it's not because because generally speaking, a command he says he's giving a scenario. He says generally a command does not is not is not require that time of event. If it requires more, that's the exception. Richard Feynman, when he would give these brilliant examples for quantum mechanics, he would give examples. And he would always say, and I know that people are going to say, well, this is, he says that's why it's an example. It's not the original. An example, by definition, means that it's it's not going to find an. You know, we give all these examples for er, and then we say, but it's not like that, even though some some aspects is. Here, here, I wouldn't say in those words. Here, I just said you gave me an 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 exception, but generally speaking, the command of asking someone to give you a coffee or the someone speaking beloved is a pretty strong example. That you don't need a lot. You don't need to force it in any way. It's not like some rare uh, situation. It's two different, completely. That's why I said, find you give me, find me. The, we 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 can't, we're constantly involved in this type of situations, where there are places where, as I said, hislapsus, and then there is where a person is more aloof. If you want to put it that way, I mean, he doesn't use that word here. Anyway, Yeah, when I spoke the other day about the difference between a yoyitz, an advisor, a friend, and a, and, a, and a rav, teacher. You come to a rav, he may give you five minutes. This is the ruling, goodbye. 
Ayayitz will speak to you. Will get and commit to want to hear your situation, want to hear all the things before he gives advice. You know, Rav may need to hear more details, but there's not the same type of immersion. No, 100% not. And especially if he's completely commanding, if he's just telling you this is the way it is, he calls you in and says, go, you have to do that and that. Now, if he wants you to understand it, he'll explain it to you. But let's say a teacher who applies himself. How could you compare that to someone who is, is commanding someone or someone who's just, uh, a teacher just says to the student, bring me the book, bring me a safer. Okay. Anyway. And the same thing's from the perspective of the recipient. What time do we have here? Same thing from the perspective of the recipient. That the Rechena Makabal Nitfaz Bezeh, he's more. committed within it. By Hergeshabai, with his feeling. Because he feels the power of his of his Mashpia, of, his, of the one who's conveying. And he becomes closer to him through this. So when once someone speaks with love to someone they love, the one who's receiving the, the words is also more involved because he's feeling the closeness and he feels the kind of care and he gets closer through it. Whereas in an order or command, yeah, you maybe have a lot of simchit for following God's command, but you can't say that there's a hergish primi there because there was no there was no immersion. This is what you're supposed to do, so I go do it. Torah a lot of Moshe. He's spent a whole lifetime trying to do this. <laughs> yeah, but you also have the second half. That Torah wants us to have both elements. The Kabbalah cell of listening and then also working making a feeling for it. And even more so, it's in the transmission of intelligence. Even more than love, he's saying. That both the teacher and the student have to both apply themselves more. More manifestation, more application, and more revelation. And everything comes through speaking, through voice and speech. That's why when you command someone, it's with a loud voice. It's a, 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 a overpowering voice. But when you speak seichel, when you're teaching something, you don't need to have a loud voice. On the contrary, the words of the wise are said very gently. Because there, by command, the main thing is the kail, is the voice. It's the bark. It's the intensity. When you're transmitting seichel, it's not so much the voice. It's the words. The primi, because you're transmitting intelligence. Now this is all an example. Now he's going back. The same thing is with the ten things with which God created the world. As soon as you say God created the world with ten things, you're talking about how he manifested in it. We're not talking about how he's beyond it. And this, there's distinctions in the creatures, as he said before. From which level is their primary source? Their primary source and their source of being. According to this, is there is the hislapsus, the manifestation and the revelation in relationship between the creator and the creature. Okay. So all this was coming to explain the idea, the difference between throwing something and applying yourself into, let's say, art. 
that there's a difference in how much you apply yourself. Now he goes on. Even what we just all said, this is all tenua. This is all the movement. Whether it's a movement of throwing a stone or it's the movement of using your fingers to draw a painting. Or the maila, the difference between um, between creating something so-called like uh, commanding it or ordering it to do it. Let's say like when you throw a stone, it's more like an order. Or when you're drawing something, which is more application and more investment. That would be like what I would, the comparison. The same thing we'll understand in the transmission of intelligence from a from a mashpia, from a teacher to a recipient, from a transmitter to a recipient. That also the muhus haseichel, not just the power of throwing, the muhus haseichel itself is transmitted through this, in this. And that also, that cycle is also his lapsus. So he's right now adding, not only, in other words, have you invested your power to throw, your power to draw, you're also bringing cycle into it. Even though the general transmission of intelligence is only a reflection, it's like it's known the difference between when you transmit intelligence and you transmit something that's essential. For example, the Tanya, when he brings the Tanya, something essential is when you, let's say, the seed that's transmitted in order to conceive of a child. So you're not just transmitting a reflection. Seichel, the Seichel is your intelligence, and you're giving a reflection of your intelligence. You're not transmitting something essential. You're not giving that person life, for example. You're giving them intelligence. You're giving them air. The Bashpa Atzmi Mamish Nishpa. In a transmission that's essential, an essential transmission, the essence itself is transmitted. Bizeh. So when a father, like he says in chapter 2 of Tanya, that the Zerah Av, the seed of the father, then fertilizes an egg, and that a child is born, that child has Seichel, didn't just got from a teacher, teacher toward the child Seichel, it's a Seichel that comes, the, the brain itself, the mind itself comes, it came literally, the mind comes from the, from the, from the parent, Eitzel Haben. You're not giving them seichel. You're not giving them brain. and The mind is not being given by a teacher. Intelligence is being given. With a child, the child has nothing on its own. The seed and the egg fertilized become conceived a child. Now a child is a, is, a, is, a, is a mind and a heart and so on. By a student, the student already has seichel on his own. The teacher is what a teacher is doing. is adding intelligence or cultivating it. So he receives this intelligence from the teacher and he's learned through it. He's trained and educated through it. But if he was not a bar seichel on his own, if he had no seichel on his own, if he was not a person of seichel, if he didn't have a mind of his own, the teacher can teach all day and all night and it won't help. They will not, they won't emerge any seichel. Any, any, any personality of intelligence through this. Like the world says, You can't place a head on somebody. It's a Yiddish expression. Either you have a head or you don't have a head. A teacher can't give you the head. They can give you what to fill your head with. Because intelligence is only a reflection. This is all a question. 
He's trying to say that seichel is invested in the thing that it is teaching or producing. So, so he said, but isn't it only a reflection? Yes, compared to etzem, he just said, like the seed, that's a reflection. But kol mokim, nevertheless, Nevertheless, it's not just a, a reflection like the reflection of the sun that's oblivious. Here they have muhusa the, the personality of the seichel, of the reflection, is being transmitted within this. He's transmitting him real seichel, the essence of seichel. He's not transmitting him essence, meaning the mind, the brain, and the, the, but he's giving him seichel. And it's coming from the essential seichel, the intelligence of the rav. It's not some byproduct. It's coming from his mind. And the student receives within this intelligence from the rav. It's not some uh, some um, incidental or peripheral uh, product. It is the intelligence. So therefore, v'zehu he would be kiyumagam lachad and that is also the reason that the transmission remains intact and is preserved. It's it's um, it uh, it's uh, what I was saying, not endures. It kiyuma. Uh, no, it um, what did you say? Remains. Remains, but I want to say it endures. It endures. Gam la'achle hefsek hashpa, even when he stops transmitting. Gam la'achle silukam hashpia mipnei, and also after when the teacher leaves, when he's not there anymore. Mipnei shemuchus ha'ora nimshach b'zeh, because the essence of the reflection was 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 transmitted here. When the sun leaves, there's no more sunlight. When the teacher leaves, and they, even when he's still, when the, when the idea stops, even when the idea stops flowing, and the teacher, and it goes even further, even the teacher leaves, the idea is still there. You have it now; it's yours. So something was transmitted here. It's just not etzem like a father transmits seed and the conception of a child, but there is a real hashpa going on here. Alkain, that's why, even after the mashpia leaves, he could still immerse himself in it, the student. And he can find within it life and energy. He can find it the same life and energy and excitement. Right. At the time, he can, he, can re, he can find within it the same energy, the same life, the same vitality. As he had when he received the transmission from the transmitter, right? Which, as I said, is not like Ayur Hashemish. The Ayur Hari Kishnistalak Es Mistalagamar Mistalekas Gamar, because by light, real light, when the etzem, the essence is gone, also the reflection is gone, is removed. Uba Hashpas Haseichel Nishara Hashpa. But when the transmission of intelligence, the transmission remains. That's Shefa. That's that's the key. Key difference between Shefa and Ayur. Because the Mechus of the Ha'ara, not just reflection, something essential in the reflection remained. Not the essence, but the essence of the reflection. And that's why the way, and that's why, this is the explanation why he has to invest in it. The sun does not have to invest in giving light. Because the light doesn't remain. All it is is a byproduct. It's all incidental byproduct. It's automatic. Like we spoke before, memela. It's coming memela. Hislapshus means when you have to manifest yourself in it because you have to give something over. 
you have to give something over more, you have to manifest more. If what you're giving is less, less manifestation, less, less application, less commitment. So you could say an order is less commitment in a way. And I wouldn't use that word exactly, actually. That's why the way you transmit is in a form of you have to invest in it. The mashpia is um, committed, contained by it, is involved in it, is uh, confined in it, you can even say. And it causes within him a change and a spilus, uh, uh, some type of reaction, some excitement, some reaction. This answers what you asked. Remember you said, when it comes to water, when water transmits, there's less water in the source. When you transmit seichel, there's, no, there's not less. So he's now answering that. He's saying, there's not less, but it definitely changes you. He's saying, first of all, you're investing. Second, now he's saying it adds to you. So there, it's actually, it adds, instead of diminishing. So he says, wow. so bottom line is that there's a so shinu. But exactly, exactly. That's the, it goes both ways. Wow. Some light doesn't it doesn't 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 subtract, but it doesn't add wow. to the sun. Yeah. There's a relationship. There's a relationship. Remember, we spoke about kaiches and rotsen. Rotsen has no relationship with right. with. It just commands. It tells you what to do. Desire. Kaiches is a relation. As soon as there's a relationship, it's a two because through. The transmission, something is increased intelligence within the transmitter. Like we say, from my students, I learn most. Okay. That's cool. Besides the fact. That makes you wealthy. Yeah. Now he's saying this. Besides the fact. Besides that fact. There's a student that sharpens the mind of his teacher. Through questions. And so on. Which is why questions are acceptable here. Okay? So in addition to the fact that the student actively inspires and sharpens the mind of the teacher through questions and so on, the the mere thing that you're transmitting to another, adds. So tamidi esmakulam is more than just... In other words, when you say, I learn much, he said, I learn much from my teachers, even more from my colleagues. But the most of all from my students, he doesn't mean because my students ask me questions. He's saying, the mere fact that I had to explain it to the students and bring it to them, that alone added. So the hashpa itself, it's not because even the students, in addition, of course, the students' questions. Here goes now, you're going to like this one even more. And also when he refrains from transmitting, that weakens the teacher. And the Mishpia. He's weakened. He's weakened. He causes a deficiency in him. Something's missing. And now he adds a parenthesis to qualify that. That means, that that's when he's also not transmitting to himself as well. And really, when you talk about transmitting Seichel, you don't need another. You can also conceive and sit and conceive of ideas by yourself. And then he won't have that diminishment. He won't have that flo- that um, lack. But, but, but on the other hand, to add, primarily it's through another. What he's saying here is that both are necessary. That, that another adds to you, and you're not giving to another diminishes. 
but not giving, you could say the diminishing is, you can you can still um, exert yourself and struggle yourself, so you must be it to yourself. So there, at least, there's no diminishing. But the primary addition is only through another. In other words, by sitting and conceiving on your own, you don't have what a Talmud can give you. You may not have the loss that you don't, that losing something, that, in other words, you don't lose as much, but you don't gain as much. Relatively to Chachma, within yourself, the Bina within yourself. Right. But there's another, there's the Mashpia to the, right. the Makabal, right? For who Mugder another thing. Another explanation of Shafa, another element of it is that it's Mugder It's defined, it's confined. Mugder means that it's confined by it. That the transmission is confining you, the transmitter. Because while he's transmitting, he's unable to conceive of another seichel, of another idea. Like he said before about the stone, you can't be involved in another thing when you're throwing. And he's also mutrid, he's busy with it. He's mutrid, he's, 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 he's involved in it. Mutrid is like tirda. It's almost like a, um, I won't say tirda, tirda sapanosa means the pressures. He's, he's pressured by the hashpa, he's, he's involved in it. Because the transmission is not going to happen on its own. He needs to transmit the seichel. And this struggle, this tirde, this effort, this this tirde, this work, this hard work, this exertion, is also how to transmit. That's the kloyesiyetzis, which means the intelligent kidneys, the advisory kidneys. How to transmit? The Leish, like in Tanya, in Nagarasakesh, he says, Yesod is when the teacher bonds with the student. So he has to think. Netzachayit, rather, is how he conceives of how to connect, how, how to bond, and how to communicate. And then there's Yesod, is the bonding process itself. So this too requires an investment. The Leish, in Gili being that transmission, like Shefa, that's Hashpa, is not Gili Ha'etzem. But we spoke earlier, just revealing the essence, which is just to reveal the essence, the, the source. Rather, it's in order to affect something by the recipient. Therefore, you need to have the, the strategy within this, how to transmit. In the way that it should be received by, this, by the recipient. So there you can go. That there are people who are like, there's no Be'efen HaMeskabel. They're just, even if it's true, even if it's good, and there are others who give it to you in a Shefa way. That it can be absorbed by the recipient. So there you can go. Absolutely. This is the difference between Melamed, Bar Poyal, Le'ena Bar Poyal. Malamed Barpel is someone that is uh, an action oriented. The Barpel means someone that brings things into action. A Malamed, the teacher who brings things into action, to someone who's not action oriented. The Ime Yese Balsechel Godel, even though he can be a very big Balsechel, he's a big intelligent person, Balsechel Godel Yese, the second one can be, the one who's not an implementer, can be someone who's a, is a greater mind than the first one. He's not a Barpel, means a person who, an action man, a man who brings things into action. 
He's asking a question. Malam Barpel is an expression. It's a expression of the Gemara, I believe. Well, uh, it may even be a possible. No, it's not a possible. But but Malam is a teacher with Barpel. He says limud, seemingly limud teaching is totally in seichel asaga. It's dependent on intelligence and comprehension. And who's the person who's a greater, more intelligent person should have more capability to teach? Like we can see, when a student grows and matures and grows older, he needs a better, greater teacher. The person who taught him Sukim, Chumash, the Pasuk, and he could not teach him Mishnah, the Gemara, etc. So we see as a person grows, they need a more Bar Seichel, they need someone who's more intelligent and more. So why is he talking here about Bar Pael, about bringing it into action? You should just talk about it. who cares if he's smarter. That's, that's he's the better teacher. He says no. McCall Malkin, nevertheless, right. In order to affect the student, if you talk about pure brain power, the first one has more. But if you talk about affecting the student, that he should that should be he should be um, influenced by it, impacted, absorbed. This is by someone who's a bar pael, someone who understands. And applies himself to the action of Barpoel. Someone who cares, in other words, knows how to strategize about each student exactly. He's able to um, organize his words. No, the Chalkel, no, he knows how to um, not organize the Chalkel to coordinate, 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 and to and to coordinate and to. Um, it's like a person has a lot of ideas; they know how to put it in the right. Organize. It's, organize. Say in a second, but yeah, it's organized. It's to uh, or coordinate, in, uh, consolidate. And to organize the ideas in a way that they should be understood and received by the recipient. And he also has to conceive of, he has to also be innovative and come up with ideas how to manifest that intelligence in a way that it should be understood by the, by the student. In other words, we're not just talking about what words to use. But how to uh, engage the student? And a person who's not bar poil is a malamed that does not know. They're just a teacher, but he's not a teacher that has that skill of bar poil, of acting, of, of, of implementing. Even though his intelligence may be very su- su- superb, it's very, very lofty, elevated, exalted. If he does not know how to consolidate his words, how to communicate his words, he will not affect the student. And as the student grows older, yes, as he grows older, he does need a better teacher, a greater teacher, but also someone who's a bar poel, who can communicate with him. He's basically saying, so just growing older, every yeshiva should know this, because very often in the yeshiva system, you have a better teacher, smarter, but he's not necessarily more, more uh, applied. And all this, this is the tirda, 
the, the effort, the exertion, the immersion, the commitment, the, the involvement, the application of the, the, the transmitter, the mashpia, in the, in the way, in knowing how, the etzah, the advice, the, the counsel, the, the strategy, the strategy how to transmit. Now he's going now to the change. So now, yeah. So now he's going now to the change, and it's understood that this type of transmission itself is also changed by this process. It's not just it's doing it for the students. The, what is that? So he's saying because that's the difference between a bar the, the the action person, and someone that's not bar poil, melamed bar poil. The zeshen bar the one who's not a bar poil, bringing knows how to. Hariu mashpia saseichel kameishu hu He's mashpi. He transmits the seichel the way it's by him. It's not commensurate and proportionate to the to the recipient. But the bar poel, on the other hand, he changes the transmission to tailor it that it should be it should be accordingly tail, uh, commensurate to the recipient. And in general, this is the seichel that shayech. This is intelligence that's already fitting for the for the recipient. Because you're not, you're not talking about, you're talking about the seichel that's on the teacher on his own may not be appropriate to give to the students. As we know that in every Indian seichel, every intelligent idea, it has how the seichel is to the is to, him, to, to the person himself. Shehu apnimis. That's the inner dimension of the seichel. And the outer dimension of the intelligence is shaykh is, is 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 relevant to the recipient. And this is where this Malamed Bar has to that's where his skill is, his art, is to make sure to change the ashpa to to the transform the, the transmission should be commensurate to the recipient. The it's not shinim ahus. He's not changing it from like intelligence to uh, to water. It's mamish. He's also not changing the idea. It's the same seichel. He's not changing the idea to a different idea. It's just a different paradigm, a different uh, idiom. Because it's the same seichel, mamish. The only thing it's now coming in a more diminished way. And manifest in, in, in ideas that are commensurate. To the recipient, sometimes it will also come in a different image. Because that's the way; that's only that way can the recipient receive. So we find from all of this that besides the fact that the mashpia, the transmitter, is busy, busy and involved. In the, in the essential transmission, to transmit the intelligence. In addition to that, he's also busy in making sure that it's commensurate to the student. He's always thinking about it. In other words, he's not just busy transmitting, because even the first brilliant guy is also busy transmitting. He's also committed. He's speaking. He's explaining. But he's explaining on his terms. This one is also doing two things at once. Besides explaining an idea, he's thinking about his recipients. And how they should, and are they getting it? Is it fitting into their containers? And all this is because, as he said, the mechusa It's not just light that's aloof, 
detached is because the the essence of the reflection is transmitted within this. That's why the one who's transmitting is involved in it. Is, is more than that. He's confined in it. He's grasped in it. He's contained in it. Because he has to transmit it. Should he be like a son and he just comes to the table and sits there and the light just comes from him, he doesn't have to do anything. Just give me an example. Oh, the sun. If he was like the sunlight, yeah. Oh, if he was, I think you said a sun at it. No, 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 I meant S-U-N. Oh. If he was like a sun. So because, so there's a real logic here. His involvement in it is because you're committing, because you're communicating, because you're transmitting something. Well, if he's because this hope, the the the, the, the the transmission is in order to affect this recipient, that it should be within him, it should manifest internally. You want the student to integrate and internalize it. That's why he has to be this type of effort, exertion, and hisaskus, real real involvement. How the shefa. The, tra- the 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 transmission should be rece- should be received received well. And also the transmission changes in this in, as it in order for it to become commensurate to the student. The Mitla Rebbe was being yechidus, and people come to him, as you know, after every yechidus he had to change his understanding because he was soaked because of this. So there is hashpa that comes, you know, mamay lamata light. But then there's involvement. When someone came to a rabbi, Yechidus was an involvement. It wasn't just, I'm giving, I'm giving you good advice because I'm a smart guy. The middle rabbi said he had to find it within himself. I mean, this is real hashpa. So you, that's why I said to you, the examples he gives are good examples if you, if you think about the real thing. Where, for example, of course when a rabbi gave an order, he gave it a lot of thought and he didn't just tell people, go and visit film. But is he sitting there right now and immersing himself with you in your situation in every detail? No. So it's it's not that the, not that the order is less important or less vital. It has within it plenty. But begili, like you said, behelam, you can have tremendous amount of seichel amidus in it. But begili, what are you right now? The investment right now, that's the key thing here. So all this is coming to explain a, a, another form of transmission as opposed to air. So let's do the summary now. Yes, you've He's going to go back. This is pages now. He's going to explain the sun, and then he's going to explain the nefesh. Is the nefesh an example? There are many, many examples. Each example adds something. Another yeah, one's not. Perfect example you're not going to find. Yeah, right. um, but it's only examples because the sun really isn't that thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's merely a mushroom. But no, but it's, but it's a it's a major mushroom. So yeah, I would not diminish it so yeah, quickly. Yeah, it doesn't have to be always like that. That's the thing that was bothering a lot of it. even even you yourself. Have to. Sci- you're talking about the scientists show different things and this and that. Just a mushroom, so it doesn't have to. But, be don't, but I don't like when you say just a mushroom because it's a mushroom from a rebbe, which means it's just as good as the nimshal. So it's more, more than yeah, just a mushroom. Yeah, it's, it's also part of Torah. So don't I wouldn't just you're making you're making it. And was, let me put it this way: first struggle and understand the mushroom before you start looking for the exceptions. The mushal is a reason there's a yeah, mushal because yeah, yeah. the mushal has I a lot of. Clarified a little with that. No, no, but I want to just tell you the other way around. You don't, don't. The mushal has a lot of wisdom in it, and even if you'll find 
But I would not begin by finding how the muscle doesn't work. I'd first find how the muscle does work before you work on how it doesn't work. That's how it works in most of the cases. Um, not always. Sometimes you need to really understand because the muscle is the, the reason he's giving the muscle is because he himself involved Shafa to give us a way to understand. The muscle is helping us understand. Now, obviously, once you get ex- exhaust the muscle, there comes a point where you start seeing. But I, I, I would I, I think the way to approach it is let's learn understand the muscle. If we have a question, we ask. Then, of course, at the end of the day, every muscle is going to have its limits. But I, but I believe in the next chapters, he's going to discuss about all the limits of these mishalom too. He hasn't even gone to air yet in a real way. This is all still more or less examples. I actually, mistakenly, I thought that the boy here, he was starting to go, but he was beginning to go there. I mean, he's going back in an interesting way. He's moving backwards. You know, he started with the zrika, and now he moved back to Seichel. And that Seichel is now the, the, the real example of Shefa. But he wanted, I guess, use examples that were more like on a lower level and move your way up. Because Seichel ends up being the, the, the excellent, best, maybe the best example. I, I understand the Seichel example a lot more than the stone. Not that I, of course, because you know the energy in the stone, it takes a little abstraction. Here, you're clearly a teacher and a student, so it's like clear what's going on. There's an involvement, there's a transmission of ideas, the ideas remain there. But nevertheless, so, so to ask a question, you could ask is why did he bring the stone example? And not, well, he didn't bring it as a line. He's bringing it and goes back to it again and again, three times maybe. So uh, clearly the stone has something to add here, which I have not yet, you know, I have to, I have to, I have to figure it out. I think the stone example is very much for Yeshma'ayin. That's where the stone is very important. Huh? Such a tremendous example for it. Yeah. Whereas Seichel is not really Yeshma'ayin, because you're not, because it's like the giving birth to a child is Yeshma'ayin, which he brought. Because there you're like giving an Atmis. Yeah. Uh, now, the stone is also not a because you're not recreating the stone. But you're making a stone that that's the stationary move. Yeah, right. Now, so I'm saying there's no question when you when you dissect it, you're going to find in each muscle something that another part of the muscle doesn't have. I wouldn't even go there until I hear the whole nimshal. Once you hear the end of it, then you can go back and say, ah, because you could see that he's planting in every line here. You see words. It's very very clear that when you start talking how it is in Aaron and Shefa above, all this is going to come alive. You know, because this is all like examples. I, I, you can see, you can see how, because he keeps saying about the two things, for example, from the perspective of the of the of the transmitter and the transmission itself. Even what he, even what he calls, even what we call a nimshal is really probably a marshal. For sure, by the way, that's the whole idea. It yeah. says, says Torah is marshal hakadmani, the primordial okay. uh, example. Everything is that's why that's why I wanted to say to you, be careful with example, because example is not an external example itself. Right, right. Existence is an example to understand God. So the only qualification... Anyway, so. I know, but you want to have the qualification is like the Rebbe says with Eir, an interesting footnote, the Rebbe has a Chilik Zayin The fact that from spiritual comes to physical, right there, there are because physical has time and space. Like for example, it takes eight seconds for the sunlight to reach us from the sun. So that right there, that example doesn't work in Lamail. There's no, there's no span of time. It's automatic. Here, you block the sun, you're going to have eight more seconds of, of sunlight. Because uh, it's it's because you because you're not seeing what happened you know because not because the sun remained out because the sun travels it's t- light travels. But That's why we can see what happened millions of years ago by looking at a distant okay. galaxy. Let's do the kitchen. Sechel, and we'll understand this even we see the, see this chapter added the whole thing with seichel. Till now, the chapter before was kaychus was faculties the faculty of throwing the faculty of 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 um, of art, is a faculty. This chapter was the focus of intelligence, and he moved his way up. 
He started with intelligence, the minimal intelligence in throwing a stone. Moved his way to the intelligence within uh, art. Gave the example above how God creates with wisdom and the things he creates with emotions and so on. And then went over to understand it all with the example of a person who commands, a person who speaks with love, and goes all the way to speaking with Seichel. It's interesting. He moved from the, uh, the psychological to the spiritual to the physical. Now he went from the psychological spiritual to the spiritual. He stayed on the same level. Yeah. So he starts at the beginning of the paragraph. He went before he went from, from the Seichel to Stone. Now he's going to the Seichel to go to Noah's Seichel to painting. Correct. Correct. And it's and, and and we increasingly understood what will be understood the whole idea of shafa of transmission that that is a sort of transmission of sub substance that requires a commitment and creates a change in the situation a relationship shafa's relationship mislapshus asechel we'll see we'll increasingly understand it through the manifestation of sechel intelligence the b'malachas atzir who bizgalus mislapshus yesim bezrika. In the in the craft of drawing art, it's more revealed and more manifest than in throwing. and what is that above? That's the ten things that God created. The things that primarily come from Das. Or primarily come from the level of Chachm Chas Gvurat The ten things that were created, or ten things used in creation. Used, used, used. Oh, so he's talking about the uh, Sefer Midas. I mean, uh, Essentially, yeah. Okay. yeah. Ah, he actually uh, uses this here. He didn't say it specifically. The essential creation is like like throwing. I mention it because it was clear to me that's what that's the reference. In other words, it's like this. The example he gave was that there are differences of how much we invest our seichel, right? So in throwing, much less investment and much, much, much less revealed. Then, for example, when we um, when we uh, no, when we art, right? So the same thing is when God created the world. Remember, I mentioned the beauty of the universe. You have more involvement. That's more like art. And like, the general his creation itself is more like throwing, because you, because it doesn't continually throwing every rega. Yeah. <laughs> I said the example like a stone, a stone that doesn't seem to have a lot of beauty in it, will not reflect as much, is not is not revealing as much. Let's say art. But um, he's saying here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And explain an example of this. Yeah, but the truth is, I didn't notice that when you read it, uh, when you read it the first time, uh, anyway, I didn't point that out. Now he says it clearly. In the Pnim, he didn't say, no, it was the example. He's actually just okay. Fine, it it, it fits. You're right. Yeah, the Sefer Bird does say Zrika. Correct. So the question is, what Zrika? What is the example for the throwing, and what's the example of the art? That's what I'm referring to. 
So the, what he said was that there's the distinctions of the different creatures where they come from Chabad or Chagas, that to me is like the difference between, let's say, art or the power of throwing, where there's less investment. So it all comes down to how much is revealed in creation, depending on what they come from. But what he's added, what's clearly the zikah in general, the example of throwing is on the entire Zavis. Because he, he says he says that, what does it say for boy? It says... Not to throw, it's a drop. The Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, bottom line, it is Zerika that the Kayachagvul, Shabbat Shalom, Shubel. Remember, also here, the Zerkan he brings after the Gemara Chagiga. There, it's before. Okay? Here, before, in the, in, the, in the actual chapter, first he brings the Poyer, here, says that's the Kayachagvul, and that's Islapshis, it's a Behelem, like as, as if when you throw something. Right? Then he comes to the Gemara and speaks about the different levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, bottom line is that that yeah, the the boyer teaches us the wisdom within the throwing. It's very concealed. That's the bottom line. Then comes the the the, the actual specific. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Then comes the specific ten items, and that's already so called how we manifest, like like you do it through art, so to speak. Okay. V'nizbar Moshe Azen explained an example on this. V'chein hu the example, he doesn't say the example in the, in the summary. The example is the difference between speak a command and love. The same things with transmission of intelligence, that you transmit the essence of the reflection. That's why it causes a change in the transmitter. But In adding or subtracting. And he's defined by it, he's limited in it, he's confined in it, and he's involved in it. In the transmission, because see, he says in other words, in order because it's in order to affect in an internal integrated way. Therefore, he has to get involved. He has to commit himself and, and struggle. How to transmit? Those are the knowing, the wise, advisory kidneys. And through this also the hashpa changes, as he explained, because it has to fit and be tailored to the student. Okay, so we did chapter 54, pages 96 through 98, discourse 14, and Hemshech Hayim Beis.